Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We kick off our number three and welcome aboard a two-time Super Bowl champion, and that is John Kuhn, Green Bay Packers analyst, 12-year NFL veteran, he joins us now. Hey, John, good morning, and thanks for giving us a couple minutes, and uh, and we appreciate the time. John, what's up? Good morning, guys. Hey, man, you guys get it rocking in the morning. You got your own theme song and everything. That's oh, yeah. it. All That's business it. here, John, all business. You know, well, we don't play games. John, when you walk into your house, do your, does your family have to go, cool? <laughs> no, I, I only make them do that on Sundays during football season. That's, you know, that's, only, six, that's only 16 days out of 365. So I take it easy on them. That's there great, you man. go. Uh, you know, John, you know, obviously uh, the Packers in a, a little bit of a, a state of transition this year with McCarthy out and fired last year during the course of the regular season. Uh, what's been your impressions of, of the new young head coach? Uh, well, he, he's just that. He's young, and uh, so he's 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 got this whole new way of how he wants to do things. He's taken a little bit from each staff that he's been on, but it's his first time doing it himself. So he's got a learning process as well, and he's taking the feedback from his star players like Aaron Rodgers and Zadarius Smith and using that to the best that he can so that he can try and make a – uh, his own path for what a head coach looks like and what his NFL team will look like. It It's not going to be easy because being a head coach in the National Football League is not easy, but I'll tell you what, he's uh, he's really evolving fast. He doesn't, he doesn't sit back. If something doesn't look right, he wants to hear criticism. He wants to hear ideas. He wants to hear suggestions, and, and he does. Honestly, he rolls with a lot of it. Yeah, no, it, it seems like he's really got his head on right and it's going to be legit for sure, John. But let me ask you, like, it, it, it seems like, you know, outside of, you know, those of us not in the Green Bay area, you know, hearing com- hearing stuff out of Green Bay, it's about LaFleur and Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. You know, what? I mean, what do you think, man? What What is really going on there? I mean, you think Rodgers is really embracing this new coach? I mean, it, you know, Rodgers at times he's like a tough, tough cookie, you know what I mean? Like kind of a... You know, if I wouldn't want to be a young head coach coaching up, you know, Aaron Rodgers. That's that's kind of my point. But what do you, what, you know, what's the deal with Lafleur and Rodgers? Is there a deal? No, there's there's no deal. These guys uh, are getting along just fine. And, and Aaron, honestly, uh, he, he is so nationally um, adored when it comes to the media that they just it, it's amazing how he can find, he can talk about things in, in in one hand and it can be taken in another um this offense they haven't run this offense up here for 13 years it's been mike mccarthy's offense so aaron towards the end of that time period was just 
calling plays. A, a, a lot of times was just, especially in no huddle situations, two minute situations, audible situations. He he had that full autonomy to just call plays, and now he's trying to learn a system where there's two plays called in the huddle, choosing the best play, rolling with it like that. He's trying when when you come to the line of scrimmage as a quarterback, you're trying to answer a question. What's the best way to defeat this defense? And some of the questions are 400-level questions. Right. So he's trying to come up with 400-level answers. And uh, it, it's a process to understand. It, it's a different way to speak language. It's a different way to come up with answers. So he's, he's coming up with those answers as it is. And, you know, it's, when they started training camp, and this, this happens in every training camp, you could go around 32 teams and they would admit that the defenses usually get the best of the offense the first week of training camp. Well, that happened here again in Green Bay, but it was it was a little bit stronger because the offense was learning mm. a new way of doing things. I tell you, the last couple of weeks, you're really starting to see what could possibly be with this Aaron Rodgers Matt Lafleur relationship in Green Bay. The offense is really start uh, started to show us some things, started to move the ball and uh, come up with some big explosive plays. I still think there's going to be a little bit of growing period at the beginning of the season, um, just because. You know, unfortunately, with the way that the preseason broke down, the starters on offense didn't get any time in, in preseason games. And even though nobody really likes to play their starters anymore in the preseason games, when you have a new offense, you, you need a rapport. You need a chemistry. It takes a little while to get uh, on the same page. So I think there'll be a little bit of that that we're going to see the first couple weeks, maybe first month of the season. But, shoot, uh, other teams around the league might have the same problem because a lot of starters didn't play around the NFL. John, do you think uh, the fear that Rodgers wouldn't buy in, some of the criticism of the Packers' star quarterback has been justified or unjustified? I think it's unjustified. How do you know if a guy has bought in or not? I mean, they didn't even play a game. They didn't even have by – the time, by the time these comments were being made, they didn't even have a full padded practice. Uh, it, it, I, I think it's very unjustified. Um, we're going to have to see how this thing plays out. And, and Aaron's very good at subtly letting the public know how he feels about things. And, uh, you know, this whole thing was being taken from, from a comment about, about audibles about all, and, and being able to call audibles. And it's just a different he, – he was merely trying to say that this is a different way to do the offense. And they had not had a full padded practice yet. Give this thing a couple weeks, and Aaron will subtly be letting everybody know how he feels. He, he's very good at communicating with the public through the media. If, if you listen to his full interviews and, and his full press conferences, he's, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a very intelligent guy, and, and, and he's a very respectful guy, but he'll let people know what's going on. So, uh, John, look at that like wide receiver, man, uh, very deep. I mean, very deep at the wide, wide receiver position uh, on the Green Bay Packers. So I'm sure that's got to make Rodgers kind of happy, right? <laughs> yeah, he's happy. You know, they, they are. They're very, they're very deep. They're very young. I mean, they, the question around town right now is how many do they keep? I mean, they're, right. at, one point, at one point in time, you can count eight guys that I think are going to be on an NFL roster, if not the Packers roster. Mm. Um, Equinemius St. Brown just uh, got in the – got an ankle injury in the last game. So um, what his timetable is, we're not really sure right now. So it's going to be, I mean, there's, there's seven guys on this roster. Uh, if you don't count E2, because he might uh, be on IR or, or, or some sort of situation right. like that when, when the season starts. So they're, I mean, they, they have some good talented wide receivers. Now they're young. So again, here's another part of the learning curve. Here's another part of, it might be a struggle early on in the season till they Till they, uh, till these guys start getting uh, prime time. I mean, he, 
I, I think you, you got Devontae Adams, who is going into his sixth year, and then um, the next the next most tenured guy is Geronimo Allison, Allison who's, uh, yeah. who, who, who's going into his fourth season. So it's it's wild how how deeply talented they are, but but how young they are at the same time. We're talking to John Kuhn, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion, 12-year NFL vet, a Green Bay Packers analyst. You know, John, how di- how different is it to uh, be going through camp here as we enter the the week of the, the fourth uh, preseason game uh, with Clay Matthews not being a part of the Green Bay Packers? You know, it's wild. It, when you look at the roster right now, uh, out of the 20 guys who took the most reps on defense last year, 12 of them are gone. The, the, the entire the, This defense has been made over, full makeover. And uh, there are still some leaders over there. I mean, Blake Martinez is still there. Tremont Williams is still there. Kenny Clark is still there. Jair Alexander is still there. So they still have uh, a voice from their defensive presence from last year, but a lot of guys are gone now. It, I mean, Mike Daniels is not there. Clay Matthews is not there. It's, it's, it's a much different feel. Uh, Green Bay, Green Bay misses Clay. And uh, from some of the things that Clay said recently, it sounds like Clay misses Green Bay uh, a little bit as well. So anytime you have a Hall of Fame caliber, a gold jacket guy leave an organization after a decade, it's tough. It's tough on everybody. So, um, we wish Clay the best, or at least I wish Clay the best. I think he's going to be great out there in L.A. And uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to see how how he does in in the in the blue and in the blue and gold or the white and blue, whatever they wear it. Now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you listen to CBS Sports Radio, and you listen to Taz and the Moose, and our special guest is John Kuhn, Green Bay Packers analyst, 12 year NFL veteran, two time Super Bowl champ. So uh, just to circle back real quick, John, uh, about Aaron Rodgers, what's the deal with the look, man? The mustache, the bolo tie, what's going on? What is, what is he doing? He's like a caricature of him. I don't know what he's like, a cowboy. We call him sad cowboy. What's this yeah, look about? What is the deal? Yeah, he's he's definitely working a fashion statement right now. But he, <laughs> he, does, he, he does this every, every training camp. It's kind of his way to keep uh, some guys on the team uh, loose and, and keep things fresh. So today – with it being the last official day of training camp and tomorrow the last preseason game, the Packers, like many teams around the NFL, have what's called a team luncheon where they um, they have a luncheon with a lot of fans, a lot of media, um, a lot of uh, board members, people that, that spend money. It, if this was college, it, this would be the booster day. So this right. is everybody that's, uh, that's close with the organization, and, and they have – you know, several hundred people in in the atrium up here at Lambeau Field, and they have a lunch, and they kind of give their address to the to the public, to their address to the fans, let them know what they expect to see this year. And, and Aaron, for the last several years, probably last ten years, has been coming out, like you said, in character. <laughs> and um, I'm looking forward to see what he comes out in today. That's what fun. are the expectations here of uh, for rookie Rashawn Gary for that defense? Yeah, well, you know, just exactly that. He's, uh, you know, he had question marks coming out of college with his productivity, but everything that you've seen out of the guy says he has the physical tools to be something special uh, in the NFL. He's he's a rookie, man. It, it, it's crazy. You don't you don't see a whole lot of guys just come in the NFL and, and pop off. It, those are special guys that do that. So this this could be a uh, this could take a little bit of time, and, and I understand that people are not patient when it comes to 12th overall picks and, and, and how much time they can have to be special players. But 
when you when you see him at practice, the size is evident, the speed is evident, mm. the explosiveness is ele- uh, evident. What what you need to see now is the technique and what it takes with the learning curve of I need to I need to set up a move with this move, and I I need to uh, I need to bull rush a guy so I can set up the two hand swipe, and those are types of things that it's. Uh, it's very important that he leans on Zadarius Smith, who's a tremendous leader on this defensive side, a tremendous edge rusher in himself. Um, Zadarius was brought in this offseason as our big uh, free agent acquisition. And Zadarius, it, it, he is all that and, and then some. He's, he's a leader on the field, off the field. He works. Um, he practices with a certain type of uh, tempo and expectations. And once he instills those qualities into uh, Rashawn Gary, Rashawn will have everything uh, in his disposal to be able to be a great pass rusher. John, speaking of leaders, so if you shift gears over to the offensive line for the Green Bay Packers, I mean, you know, guy, guy, guy like Beluga, you know, got a veteran, Bakateri. Bak- I always say his name wrong, David Bakateri. Help me out with that. But you, did, you did fantastic. I was close, right? Balaga, Balaga, you, you know, with Balaga and Bakhtiari, I mean, Bakhtiari. You're off to a great start. Now. Yeah, he's a stud. <laughs> he's a hell of a left tackle. Don't get me wrong. I, mean, yes. I butchered his name. Uh, but who would you say is the, the real anchor of that O-line? Well, boy, it, they're, they're kind of blessed uh, at the O-line right now. With, uh, with Balog and Bakhtiari, they have two linchpin tackles. Um, Billy Turner was a big free agent that they brought him from Denver. Mm. He's, uh, he's going to move to right guard uh, here with the Packers. But I'll tell you, he, he can do a lot of different things, too. He, he affords them the ability to be really deep on the offensive line because if something would happen to either tackles, he can shift out and play tackles. So, I mean, he makes the depth of not just make the starting five stronger, he makes the depth of the line stronger. And then Corey Lindsley, in, uh, in his own right, is a pretty special um, center. Yeah. So, I mean, they have four – really strong guys on the offensive line. And then when you look, they got a great battle uh, for the left guard going on right now between Lane Taylor, who's been the starter the last four, uh, last three or four years, and he's done a, done a good job at that, and Elton Jenkins, the second-round pick. Um, he's come in and shown great athleticism, um, great ability to, uh, to to pass block, which, and let's be honest, when, when you're in front of Aaron Rodgers, are you – do you lean a little bit more on the pass blocking side or the run blocking side? And, yeah. and, and, and he's done a great job with his pass blocking. Um, he's only going to get better at the run blocking and being able to diagnose defenses and things like that. So um, they, they're, they're six deep, really strong right now. And like I said, with Billy Turner, it gives them the ability to uh, – to have depth as well. So their offensive line's looking pretty good. You know, John, if, if everything clicks, uh, you know, health, Everything fires out. Expectate. What are the expectations for the Packers in nineteen? Boy, I, I think that's a. I think that's a tough call. I, but I can see they they have a really tough schedule at the beginning of the year. Even though three of their first five games are at home, because uh, the two games they have to travel are at Chicago for the uh, for the league opener and then at Dallas. So their first five games are very very important, and that's where I said. Um, with this learning curve, hopefully the learning curve is not as long for their offense to get on the same page as it is for defenses to try and figure out how to cover and defend this new offense. Because if that's the case and they get off to a good start, this could be a great season for the Green Bay Packers. If they struggle in those first five games, they could find themselves uh, at a spot midseason where they're just chasing their tail trying to get back to 500. Um, 
the expectations are tough. I, I think you're going to see a lot in these first five games. That's going to be the tell because that's that to me is the most important stretch of the season. You know, John, close it out here. You're obviously, you know, you're working with the Green Bay Packers. You played for the Packers. You played in the National Football League here uh, for 12 years. Number one, you know, life in Green Bay. Uh, you know, we, you know, those that have not, you know, been there, been able to experience it. You know, even on a, a game day basis, you know, to be able to play for the Packers and now, you know, working for the Packers as an analyst, uh, give us a little bit of a feel in terms of, you know, the impression that's had on you. Well, I, okay, so when when you watch any of these movies like Friday Night Lights and uh, or or things to that nature, where they talk about high school football in Texas and how the whole town shuts down, how everybody knows your name, and how. Uh, everything revolves around the team. That's the Green Bay Packers. That's Green Bay, Wisconsin. And so playing here for 12 years, it, it, it was a special, special – well, I was here for nine. But playing here for nine years, it was a special, special thing. And uh, when I had the opportunity to come back and actually work with the team and still be a part of that, uh, where in it's game day, we're going to shut down and everybody's going to go in here and be a part of this, this same event, it, it was a no-brainer for myself. Hey, John, uh, we appreciate it uh, as camp wrapped. Uh, enjoy the regular season as camp wraps up and uh, we hit the fourth of preseason game. Uh, and, and thanks for the time this morning, all right? John, thanks, bud. Thank, thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.